They say the journey of a thousand miles begins in one step Watch me two-step, double jump the line Don't care who's next, sun will only shine if you let it uh, Second place is still considered winning, don't forget it uh, Look at all the paths that I chose Look at how I rose, slam slam dunk like D-Rose Slam it on my foes, I put one foot up up on the moon uh, Next step coming soon, uh, magic in they face The journey continues, uh, journey continues Journey continues, journey continues we're back i love the intro so i want to shout out my friend terry once again for doing the intro for me because i just love it so much i listened to it a million times so i could learn the lyrics um i'm so excited to be here for episode three with the human journey podcast and the journey does continue this week what was I up to? I had a DJ gig this week and that was pretty. F- <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram or Snapchat, my Instagram is Phelan Oliver. I posted some videos of everyone dancing. So you saw that people were off beat and most people were drunk. It's fun DJing. Like I, I do weddings. So it's a lot of fun getting the crowd happy and playing music and dancing but when you have to play stuff that you don't like, like country music and you can't get into it, it's hard. Or when at the end of the night when everyone's drunk and stumbling and like and being rude because they want to hear a song that's a chipmunk version of fireworks from Katy Perry and you don't have that and on top of that pretty sure the bride and groom don't want to hear that and then now they're cussing you out so there's a good side and a bad side of DJing but I I enjoy the hyping of the crowd and I can't wait to see where my journey it goes with that because I really do have a good time so I did that on Saturday and then on Sunday I went to a new restaurant it's new for me. I mean, I just figured out about it. It's called Grand Catch and it's in St. Paul. It's off of Grand Avenue. I posted photos. If you follow me on my personal Instagram and you click on my highlight story, I like to eat at the end. You'll see some pictures of the food I ate. So it's a seafood place. So I had the seafood boil, the jumbo shrimp seafood boil, and we got some appetizers. The drinks also look really, really good. They have a hurricane. I didn't try any drinks, but I wanted to so I will go back for drinks and maybe crawfish I've never had crawfish before um since it is black history month and this is my first episode in black history month I figured this episode will be themed around african-american people and people in my community I figure why not every episode this month in the beginning of our journey why don't I talk about someone in the African-American community that doesn't get the light or the shine that they deserve. We always hear about Martin Luther King. We always hear about Rosa Parks, but we don't hear about people, the person that invented, I mean, I guess we've heard about the person who invented peanut butter, but (laughs) black people invented so many things and have done so many things and we don't hear too much about it. Black History Month is all year long for most of us. Black History Month is really just a holiday for white people to try to celebrate us, but we keep talking about the same people over and over and over. So we never, I know for a fact, if you're my age or older, you didn't get the proper 
cultural lessons in school and if you as an african-american person didn't get that or even like i know that we didn't they didn't teach the cultural lessons for native americans mexican-americans asian-americans we didn't learn a lot about anybody that was a person of color we learned a lot about white history and even that was doctored i am going to discuss one person every episode and this episode i chose marie van Britten. i don't know if some of you have heard of her before she was born in 1922 and she died in 1999 and we gonna party like it's 1999 she (laughs) marie van Britten was born in jamaica queens some people say massachusetts some people say jamaica so i'm just gonna say jamaica queens uh she became a nurse and she didn't work the regular nine to five hours. Her husband, Albert Brown, was an electric technician. And then she was home a lot by herself and she felt concerned and the crime rate in the neighborhood had increased and everyone in the neighborhood knew that the police response time was slow. Her and her husband started working together and they began to make this home security system. Soon they had a plan for a motorized camera that was attached to a cabinet added to the door. The camera could move up and down to take views through four separate peepholes. The top spot would reveal the tall person and the bottom spot would reveal the short person and the two in between would do the other heights. A television monitor was placed in their bedroom and Albert used a radio controlled wireless system to feed the images from the door back to the monitor. So they legit came up with it, like just took things from their house put them all together and made this home security system. And no one had heard of this before, which is crazy. The security system had a two-way microphone, which also allowed conversation with the person at the door. Crazy. If the homeowner was concerned about the person at the door, a button could be pushed and then like the neighborhood watch would come out and check to see what was going on. But if it was a friend, they could press a button and it would unlock the door. Crazy. Yo, (laughs) Every time, side note, every time I think of, I watch Shark Tank, I'm like, I want to be somebody like them. I want to invent something. And then I sit and I try to think of things to invent and nothing comes to my mind that hasn't already been invented. So the fact that they thought, let me build this, it, it blows my mind. And you never hear about, guess who invented the home security system? Black woman. You just never hear about it. Black woman and black man, but it was the black woman. She probably came up with the idea. He just helped her out. (laughs) Okay. They created this whole, basically what my apartment has. My apartment has the most outdated technology for the buzzer. And their technology for the buzzer is probably like 100 times better than mine. Because I don't have a a monitor in my bedroom. (laughs) so crazy and then they got it patented in the mid 60s so i just wanted to give her a shout out all right let's start our journey and let's ease on down the road okay did you watch the movie the movie was hunter gatherer on netflix i'm gonna read you guys the summary and then i'm gonna talk a little bit about my thoughts on this one After a three-year stint in prison, an unreasonably optimistic middle-aged man returns to a stagnant neighborhood to win back his girlfriend, 
only to find out that she and his family have done exactly what they wanted to do. Forget he exists. Okay, cool. Ashley was a stalker. Let's be real. You don't show up to somebody's house three years later expecting her to be with you. You're a stalker. She's moved on. Let her be. She's happy. Why was he in prison? What did he do? I don't know. Maybe he didn't do anything. I honestly had to watch this movie in three parts because I did not like it. I wanted to, but I didn't. And as soon as I started watching it, I wanted to send out a tweet to the world saying, no, don't do it. Let's pick a different one. But it was too late. I talked about it in my last episode and I had to follow through. So I watched this in three parts. Part one, watched it in bed, watched the beginning, fell asleep through the rest. Part two, watched it sitting up on the couch, watched the middle, didn't really watch the beginning, watched the middle, didn't watch the end. Part three, watched none of the beginning or middle and the end kind of. So (laughs) maybe you guys know more than I do. You might have to help me out with the ending because I'm still confused. Did anybody else understand that ending? Did he die? I don't know. So the beginning was slow and Ashley is the main character and Jeremy was his friend in the movie that he they helped pick he helped them pick up refrigerators that people didn't want anymore so that they could make some money on the side. They eventually developed a friendship and Ashley started dating Jeremy's aunt. Jeremy had me cracking up through the whole movie. First of all, I was cracking up then I was sad then I was like what is going on it felt like it should have been like a 15 minute movie but it was dragged out for 90 minutes I didn't understand what was going on for a lot of it but I was laughing at the awkward moments and the things that were said throughout the movie so eventually Jeremy's aunt start moves in with another man after Ashley and her she gets kicked out of Ashley's mama's house she moves in with a man named Ray who she called Ashy (laughs) but he was a good guy to her and she wanted to be happy and she ended up letting Ashley live there which made the whole thing uncomfortable and awkward finally she tells Ray the truth and they kick Ashley out thank goodness I'm glad she told him the truth so Like I said, the movie was just a little odd to me. I don't really know what happened at the end. I don't want to watch movies like that anymore. I I do like watching those like corny, corny, corny movies. That wasn't really corny. It was like it should have been in a film festival, like a 15 minute slot film festival. And they shouldn't have had the rest of the movie in there. But I wanted to like it. I really did. If I had to get if I had to give it a rating, I would give it a two out of five stars Two because of the creativity and the awkward humor but other than that it was kind of it was kind of whack I didn't understand the setting either I didn't know where we were so yeah tell me what you guys thought about the movie you can let me know on Instagram at human journey pod Facebook at human journey podcast or Twitter at human journey so for next week I know this is a lot of homework guys but you'll be okay trust me I watched the television show You. Since my show drops on Valentine's Day, why not watch a show about a creepy guy who manipulates a woman into falling in love with her? (laughs) 
it's 10 episodes but you can do it binge them it's really good and you're you're not going to want to stop watching that anyways because it's so it's really good and then we'll just talk briefly about it because i'm not going to dive into 10 episodes guys come on but we'll talk briefly about it but it's worth it trust me it's worth it and that was ease on down the road if you have any movie suggestions please email humanjourneypod at gmail.com or call 612-255-8593 and leave a voicemail or you can contact me on any platform at human journey pod or human journey podcast so let's move on over to our next path called guilt trip yeah if you leave on the back door i know that your conscience will leave you alone guilt trip you all the way home guilt trip you all the way home so for this segment guilt trip i am running errands and I wanted to stop by, have a conversation with my friend Donnie about some information that I just found out. And I figured, why not put this on the podcast so you guys can hear about it? So I am walking into his office right now. Hey, Donnie. What up, Bailey? You see that say union trust from Donald Trump? Donnie, I'm done talking about Donnie. It's Black History Month. The only president I'm acknowledging is Obama, okay? <laughs> you right, you right. So you actually gonna work out today? No. You know I just come here to scan my badge for the discount with my insurance and to talk to you. Why you keep wasting your money? I keep telling you there's no point in having a membership if you don't work out. Why you need the discount? You always say that, but I know you love seeing me. I was looking into a topic for my podcast, and I decided I wanted to talk about PTSD. Have you looked much into that topic? No, but isn't that like people that left the military and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, people that left the military could suffer from PTSD, which, I mean, PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder, and it's a disorder in which a person has difficulty recovering after experiencing or witnessing a terrifying event. So if you went to war, you could have PTSD. Symptoms may start within one month of a traumatic event, but sometimes symptoms may not show up until years after the event. These symptoms cause significant problems in social or work situations and in relationships. PTSD symptoms are usually grouped into four types. Intrusive memories, avoidance, negative changes in thinking and mood, and changes in physical and emotional reactions. Some symptoms of intrusive memories may include recurrent, unwanted, distressing memories of the traumatic event, reliving the event over and over and over like flashbacks, having nightmares or daydreams about it, um, or severe emotional distress or physical reactions to something that reminds you of the event. Symptoms of avoidance may include trying to avoid thinking or talking about the event and or Avoiding places, activities, or people that remind you of that event. Symptoms of negative changes in thinking and mood may include negative thoughts about yourself or people, hopelessness about the future, memory problems, difficulty maintaining close relationships, feeling detached from family and friends, lack of interest in activities, 
difficulty experiencing positive emotions and feeling emotionally numb. And symptoms of changes in physical and emotional reactions include being easily startled, always being on guard for danger, self-destructive behaviors such as drinking too much or driving too fast, trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating, aggressive behavior or irritability, and overwhelming guilt or shame. 70% of adults in the U.S. have experienced some type of traumatic event at least once in their lives. And this equates to about 223 million people. That's crazy. But only up to 20% of these people go on to develop PTSD. As of today, that's about 44 million people who are struggling with PTSD. And I am one of them. An estimated one out of every nine women develops PTSD, making them twice as likely as men to get it. All right, well, it is Black History Month, so what's the statistics for black folk? You know I got you. African Americans have a lower risk for many anxiety disorders. They have a 9.1% prevalence rate for PTSD compared to 6.8% in whites. That means almost 1 in 10 black people becomes traumatized. And I think these rates might be higher since people that usually diagnose these people are not considering the role of racism in causing trauma. African-American girls and women 12 years and older experience higher rates of rape and assault than white, Asian, and Latino women. But we do have a problem in our community. We don't want to be judged for seeking treatment for our mental illnesses. And research indicates that black people believe that mild depression or anxiety could be considered crazy in their social circles. Many people believe that discussions about the mental illness would not be appropriate even among family. Those should be the first people that we go to. You know you helped me change my mind about therapy, so I'll be pushing everybody to go. I know, I know you do. But it's also hard to go to therapy when you're not insured. So while the implementation of the Affordable Care Act has helped to close the gap in uninsured individuals, about 15%, almost 16% of black people versus the 11% of white people are still uninsured. And in 2011, about 54% of black people with major depressive episodes received treatment, compared to the 73% of white people. So we have to keep that in mind as well. But I was reading an article the other day on CNN, and it was talking about DNA being passed down through generation. Wait, what? Yes. Like the scientists were saying it could be passed down through DNA. There was this woman. She grew up with a father who survived the Vietnam War and he had severe PTSD. And because he was going through the nightmares and the drinking and the toxic behavior, she had to deal with that. And in turn, she developed PTSD. And they also believe that it can be passed down through generations. So there's a professor at Mount Sinai Akan School of Medicine. Her name is Rachel Yehuda. She was an early researcher of trauma and heritability. Her research on Holocaust survivors found that epigenetic changes could be passed down to survivors, children, and change their stress hormones. So that doesn't mean that the genes themselves are changed, but it changes how other molecules turn them on and off. That leads me to ask the question, Could PTSD from slavery be passed down in our DNA? There are many factors that can cause PTSD, but we can also consider now in the equation slavery. According to NAMI, 
African Americans are more likely to experience certain factors that increase the risk for developing a mental condition. African Americans make up 40% of the homeless population. Exposure to violence increases the risk of developing a mental health condition such as depression, anxiety, PTSD, and African American children are more likely to be exposed to violence than other children. In 2015, researchers released data showing that there were more suicides among African American children between the ages of 5 to 11 than Caucasian children. 5 to 11. This was the first national study to observe higher suicide rates for African Americans than Caucasians in any group. In 2015, there were 481 black female suicides in the U.S. In 2015, there were 2,500 black people that died by suicide. Let's keep the conversation about mental health open. Let's not laugh someone off. Let's not tell them to man up. Let's not pretend around each other. Let's encourage one another to get the help that we need, and let's continue to push each other to be our best selves. Check on your friends and family, especially the ones that are saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. And let's just make sure that we're, they're actually getting the help that they need to be okay. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Our bodies, man, it's incredible. Right. Our bodies are amazing. Well, I'm out and I'll see you in two days. You're a mess. Don't come back unless you're trying to work out. All right. So let's move on over to our next segment called Not All Who Wander Are Lost. Not all those who wander are lost. Okay. So this is our wellness segment. And last week we talked about the bedtime routine. And I did not do so well. I told you guys I had a DJ gig and I went on a date and other things happened. And so I didn't have, (laughs) I didn't do well. I didn't do good at all. Okay, I sucked. After DJing, like I'm so excited. I'm so pumped up that I just don't have, I can't wind down. And so I need to watch a movie or something. But I should have read a book. I know I'm bad. I'm going to try it again this week and I'll let you guys know again next week how it goes. But for this wellness segment, we are going to talk about virtual reality. How does virtual reality play into wellness? Have you guys heard of exposure therapy? Okay, well, exposure therapy is considered to be like a behavioral treatment for PTSD. It targets behaviors that people engage in most often, the avoidance that we spoke about earlier, response to situations or thoughts and memories that are viewed as frightening or anxiety provoking. And because virtual reality isn't real, you can use it as a way for exposure therapy. There is some evidence which shows that VRET or virtual reality exposure therapy may be useful for treating several different anxiety disorders like claustrophobia, fear of driving, fear of flying, arachnophobia, which is like fear of spiders or social anxiety. I wonder how they do this. I'm assuming it wouldn't be like you're you put the headphones on and then all of a sudden you have a million fake spiders all over you because I assume that would be more traumatizing so maybe it's just like exposing you to the setting that you're uncomfortable with but making you realize that you're not really there and you're not nothing bad is going to happen I don't know but I think it's cool and I think it's something to look into if you're interested in it Some studies have also examined whether virtual reality exposure therapy may be effective in reducing PTSD symptoms. 
And so they did a study on soldiers from Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan, and they all had similar results. And they all, it all appeared to reduce PTSD symptoms in the vets. So that's something interesting. I did see that um, they're not really doing the virtue. It's expensive, the equipment right now, since it's still so new. Not a lot of practices have the virtual reality exposure therapy, but exposure therapy is still a great way to help with your PTSD. And you can look into it and see if you can find a doctor that has the virtual reality. If you're into tech and you feel like that would be a cool way to integrate mental wellness and mental illness. (laughs) So that is my not all who wander I lost segment. Not all those who wander are lost. Let's move over to let's walk and talk. Walk with me, talk with me. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, I want to shout out someone who reached out to me after listening to my social anxiety episode. Uh, Her name is Anita Toth 7. And she said, thank you very much for your help. I don't believe it, but today I have overcome one of my fears. I hope I can do it again tomorrow. I mean, that's the point, right? The point of the podcast is to help people be aware that they're not alone and we're all in this together. So I did go on Instagram this time around, guys, and ask, put in my story, ask me anything. And I received a lot of questions. And so I am going to answer those. And this will be my Let's Walk and Talk segment. Question number one, what made you want to start a podcast? So honestly, I'm just really into mental health. And it's always been that way because since I've been younger, I've always struggled with my mental health. And I wanted to talk about it because it's something that I'm definitely passionate about. I listen to the Friend Zone podcast and I love it. It's my favorite podcast. And they inspired me to start my own podcast. I initially started with a co-host And then I saw a psychic and the psychic was like, do it on your own. And I was like, I got you. So yes, that is how I started a podcast. My next question, pros and cons of conflict avoidance. Hmm, that's a good one. Cons of conflict avoidance would be not getting what you need to be said off your chest to that person. Um always an elephant in the room underlying mess some people don't react the same way that you do so if you just avoid it they may take it differently pros would be you just don't have to deal with it (laughs) but I I'm the type of person where I'm confrontational and not in a bad way but I'm very confrontational and I feel the need to talk about things even things that I've done 10 years ago I still feel the need to I have this urge to apologize for being a toxic person to someone and then I'm like they probably aren't even thinking about what I'm thinking about but I am I'm always wanting to address conflict and get it out of the way unless I'm like don't talk to me right now because I'm not feeling you do not talk to me but yeah those are the pros and cons of conflict avoidance Next question. In working hard, chasing dreams, when you've outgrown your friends, is it cool to sideline long relationships? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Don't let anybody fool you into believing that you are obligated to be friends or stay around anybody that you don't want to be around. First and foremost, birds of a feather flock together. Cheesy, but true. If you hang around a bunch of lazy people, you are just going to do what they do. You may not think you're being lazy, but if y'all are just chilling watching TV and you think that's just hanging out, you're just going to be hanging out. You're not going to get any work done. So yes, if you outgrown your friends, I believe it's okay to disconnect. I've had this conversation with my therapist many and plenty of times because I always feel guilty about it. I don't know why I do, but I do. I feel guilty about leaving people behind. And the thing is, is that sometimes people just aren't supposed to be in your life anymore. You don't need to feel guilty about it. And if anyone makes you feel bad about the fact that you just want to prosper in a different way, move in a different direction, hey, I'm happy for you, but we just got to go our separate ways our separate ways. If they're unhappy about you wanting to be happy, they weren't supposed to be in your life anyways. All right, my next question. Do you want more kids? What religion do you want to raise your kids as? (laughs) I have strategically not had a child for the last eight and a half years. Because I want her to have the attention she deserves. I want her to have the things she deserves. And I don't feel like I'm in the place in my life to be able to split my time nor my money between two children. On top of that, my first pregnancy was not a pleasurable experience, my pregnancy. I didn't have someone going to the grocery store in the middle of the night for me. Like, that was me. I didn't have someone rubbing my feet when they were swollen. I didn't have someone going to my doctor's appointments with me. So the thought of having another kid by myself is like a no. On top of that, the thought of having another kid with someone and the relationship not working out is a no for me. I would rather spend the rest of my life with my only child than produce another child into a sick world where they have to fend for themselves and figure things out without the balance of both parents so do I want more kids possibly depends on if it's the right timing if I do have another kid my child will most likely be 15 (laughs) at that point because I want to travel and I want to do things what religion would I raise my kids as I don't I don't associate with religion I associate with spirituality So I would love just teach my child everything I know about spirituality and whatever religion they want to cling to, that'd be fine or whatever. If they decide they just want to be a spiritual person, that's fine as well. I really, it doesn't matter to me. I just want my kids to grow up and be happy. Next question. Biggest fashion trend mistake growing up. Woo. Too many. (laughs) Okay, so our... 10-year reunion is right around the corner. They're planning for it. I don't know if I want to go. How many of y'all are going? Let me know because I really don't know if I want to go or not. But I was looking through my old photos and I specifically remember doing this. So you know that little little blop you put on the top of your head, the little snooky look that you would just take a little comb and try to give it some volume and then flop it on top of your head and put a bobby pin and you thought it was cute I used to do that every single day every day and then slick my sides down and put it in a pony every single day 
did the little flap on top of my head. So I thought it would be cute to turn that flap red, right? So I took that whole strip of the top of my head and bleached it. And then I went to the store and found some semi-permanent ink or semi-permanent dye because I knew my mom was not going for permanent dye. And I thought I got the right color. I asked the lady, she's like, yep, it'll look like this. I put it in my head. It was bright pink. And those pictures from that year are horrible. Or the um, ponchos, that was bad. The, (laughs) oh, I have so many bad pictures, but I thought you couldn't tell me nothing at that time. I thought my outfits were so cute. (laughs) That was a good question though. I like that one. Next question, which I love this one. Where does your confidence originate? It's a great question. I think that question should be asked to everyone. I'm not into small talk. So I think I'm going to start asking people that question initially, like right off the bat. Like, how are you? Oh, that's cool. Where does your confidence originate? My confidence originates from the fact that I've literally gotten through everything that I didn't think I could make it through. That's it. When I'm struggling in life and when I'm feeling down about things and I don't and I don't believe in myself very much, my confidence is very low. Um, at one point, I had a really tough time looking people in their eyes and I just didn't have any confidence and I started therapy again. And once I started loving myself again and believing in myself again, my confidence started growing. I'm going to have an episode about imposter syndrome because I struggle with that like crazy I have a lot of confidence but I also have a lot of imposter syndrome and even clicking the button for upload on the podcast is still hard for me because I feel like I'm being an imposter in some way which obviously I'm not but I really enjoyed that question that was a good one next question what is your view on mindfulness I love this question Okay, so this is something that I'm definitely working on. I know meditation helps a lot. The problem with meditation is I can't get my mind to stop thinking. And isn't that what meditation is for, is to get your mind to stop thinking and it won't stop running. Mindfulness. I think of mindfulness as being in the moment at the time. Not thinking about the past, not thinking about the future, being present in the moment, being mindful, being intentional. I learned a lot about mindfulness through Oprah. (laughs) Because Oprah's my grandma, for those of you that don't know that. I just believe that we really have to be more present in the moment. And the more that we're present in the moment, the more that we can engage with others correctly, the more that we don't offend others, the more we have less stress in our lives, right? When we're not thinking about the future or the past, we're really in the moment and it's less stressful. Like I said, meditation doesn't really help for me at this moment. I'm working on it, but I love yoga for that because it's just a lot of breathing. And once you get into the breathing and the movement, that's all you're thinking about is the movement and the breathing. And once you're done, it just feels good. I will tell you this crazy meditation story and nobody's going to believe me because nobody does believe me. But once I was meditating out on my balcony, right? It was like a guided meditation with Oprah. I'm sitting on the balcony, guided meditation with Oprah. At the end, they do like five minutes where you just sit quiet still. I had a towel down, cross-legged on my balcony. I'm sitting quietly for the for the five minutes. I'm hearing bird chirps, but I'm ignoring them because I'm like, wow, 
wow, look at God. Like I'm out on the balcony. It's a nice, gorgeous day. And I'm hearing the birds chirping. And this is so relaxing. Okay. So I open my eyes and a bird is like screaming at me. And so then I'm like, oh, okay. Then there's two more birds that come and start screaming at me. Another bird comes and brings poop and leaves it on my balcony. The other one leaves, comes back, puts more poop on my balcony. So they were like finding their poop and putting it on my balcony. At this moment, I'm like, what are they conspiring against me? I run, I book it inside my apartment. Maybe that was the universe saying, good job on meditating. We're going to reward you with some bird poop brought to you by the bird himself. I don't know, but it's a real story that really did happen. And since then, I've low-key been scared to meditate. (laughs) Next question is, how did I get interested in mental health? I kind of addressed this a little bit already. Um, I've always struggled with mental health. I always It was depression when I was younger, OCD, um, and probably PTSD as well. As I got older, it became anxiety and depression. And then within the last few years, it's just been straight anxiety, disabling anxiety to the point where it's made me depressed. I've gotten it in order after being in therapy and seeing a psychiatrist and having a life coach. But yeah, I've always really been interested in mental health and how the brain works. And I know our brain is so strong that it can trick us sometimes. So I'm always interested in that. Also, I've always felt better when I know I'm not by myself, like I know I'm not alone. So what really interested me was like right before the internet blow up era, when you had to go to the library to figure out things. And I had trichotillomania, which is you're so stressed out, you start pulling your hair, which is another form of OCD. And I did not know why I was doing it or where it was coming from. And I saw a episode on MTV, like change my life or what is it like the weird one? I don't remember what it was called, but some MTV show and she was doing it. And I'm like, what? This is a thing. Later, as years went by, I ended up Googling it and figured out there was a name for it called trichotillomania. And it intrigued me that people all over the place are doing the exact same thing as me without us being related or speaking or anything like that. So that is the moment where mental health was like, oh, I'm definitely going to be invested in this. I need to look more into this. Next question. And I think this might have to be my last one for the show. For all the other questions that I didn't get to, I will answer on my Instagram at Phelan Oliver, my personal Instagram. And I really enjoyed this. Thank you guys so much for chiming in and asking questions. It's been fun. So my last question is, what's your dream job if money didn't matter? Here is my dream job. Traveling the world, blogging, podcasting, and DJing while doing digital marketing consultant work and homeschooling my child while we just travel the world. That's like my dream job. Now, money does matter. (laughs) And I want to be making, I mean, I want my own private jet. That's how much money I want to be making. My dream job is to focus on music, mental health, and marketing and travel the world while, while doing it. So that is my dream job. Thank you guys so much for your questions again. So we are going to move out of Let's Walk and Talk. Let's take a break. All right. So let's move on over to the shady path. Oh, the cat
For the shady path, we're just going to touch on a few hot topics. First and foremost, 21 Savage was arrested by ICE. I am so sick of these. He was from the UK. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he was from the Caribbean. His parents were, were from the Caribbean. They lived in the UK. He came here when he was seven um, and he had a pending visa. They just decided to arrest him all of a sudden randomly, which I find super odd because he has war or he has felonies. He's been traveling and you guys have not had anything to say about his visa until now. I find that super odd. Demi Lovato was posting something about not even liking the Super Bowl. She's enjoying the memes about 21 Savage and the Internet ripped her head off and she deleted her Twitter account. So you probably shouldn't throw glass you probably shouldn't throw stones at your what is it you probably shouldn't throw stones when you have a glass house is that what it is charlotte rue is closing 100 stores they filed for bankruptcy and i mean i don't know i feel like we could all see that coming am i wrong the two stores that are closing in minnesota is the one at the burnsville center and the one at mall of america Nick Cannon took over for Wendy Williams during her indefinite hiatus. What does that mean? Like, does that mean you don't know when you're coming back because your husband cheated on you and you talk so much mess about everybody else? So you're scared to talk about your own topics and now you're leaving everybody out to dry basically because they don't know if they're going to have a job or not. What does that mean? Nick Cannon has been doing a really good job, though. Hopefully they hire him because he's been doing a great job. And then that means her workers don't have to worry about not having a job because she's leaving them in the dark. I don't know how I feel about Wendy Williams. I do want to shout out an African-American woman who's been killing it. Lizzo has been killing it. She was just on Ellen and Jimmy Fallon. And her DJ, Sophia Aris from Go95, was also on the stage killing it i'm so proud i'm so proud of both of them and happy for both of them i like seeing women come together and making statements and that's exactly what they're doing tyra banks is coming out with a theme park called model land would y'all go because i definitely would go just for instagram pictures alone so like i would hire a whole team right stylist hair and makeup this is when i can afford it Okay, this is when I have my private jet. Stylist, hair and makeup, plus a photographer, right? Put all of those pictures on my phone and post. I have a a whole database for Instagram photos now. Like, that's just Instagram land. That would be so fun. So, when it opens, who would like to go with me? And the last topic I would like to talk about is a college student from the University of North Carolina. Her name is Maddie. She thought a ghost was in her room, but it wasn't a ghost. It was a 30-year-old man named Andrew, and he was hiding in her closet wearing her clothes. Clothes were missing, and handprints were left in the bathroom on the wall, so she thought it was a ghost, naturally, right? And then she heard rattling in the closet and she thought it was a raccoon. So she shouted, who's there? Because raccoons can speak English. And it wasn't a raccoon. Thank goodness. It was a man. And he said, oh, my name's Drew. (laughs) And so then he comes out the closet. He tries on her hat. He went in the bathroom. He looked in the mirror and said, you're really pretty. Can I give you a hug? 
but he never touched her. So was he talking to himself in the mirror or was he talking to Maddie? Maddie distracted him long enough for the police to come and get him and arrest him. And who knows how long he's been stealing Maddie's clothes and hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> but that's it for the shady path. Ooh, ah, the ghetto. So we are going to move over to a move, move in the right direction. This segment, we shout out a business or a brand and then we post their bio on our Instagram and Facebook on Saturdays for Shout Out Saturdays. Super excited to talk about this brand and this business. Um, I work closely with them. Um, this is Blush and St. Paul. So I am one of their brand ambassadors. I really do like the quality of their clothes. I always find cute things. It's nice to be able to go somewhere and not have to wait five to seven days for it to come in the mail and you find things that are cute. Blush was founded in 2016 and they started it because there were little to no places to shop outside of malls and online boutiques. And the few boutiques that were open weren't catered towards their body types or their culture, which is black culture. These these are two black sisters that live in St. Paul um, and they didn't want things that were low quality. So Blush was born. The owners of Blush were tired of the lack of representation in the market and decided to open a store that more closely targeted the urban women of Twin Cities. Like I said, they're both sisters. They're amazing women. They're so sweet. They have glam labs that they do. And we just recently had one where vendors come in. We had snacks, wine, and we had someone come in and teach us like a Valentine's Day look. Go ahead and follow them at Blush St. Paul on Instagram to keep up with when they have their next glam lab and come so that you can see me. You can find them off a of university in St. Paul. And I will put all their information on Shout Out Saturday on Instagram and Facebook. I just really want to say how proud I am of them. And I'm really happy that they were willing to let me shout them out on a move in the right direction. All right, guys. I don't know about you, but this comes pretty quickly for me. We are at Journey's End. All right. We got to wrap this up, though. Okay. I wrap it up then. Close it. Close it. Close it. Close it. For journeys and this week, I am going to get a little bit personal. And I didn't want to do this because I didn't want everybody in my business. But I said in 2019 that this is going to be the year of honesty on my podcast and social media because we have too much of the flaunting of fake things, people going in and trying on things that they don't own and flaunting it and making everybody else feel like they have to have it and making everybody else feel like they're not happy all the time when in actuality, no one's happy all the time. For those of you that don't know who I am, I took a medical leave at my job just recently just to get my mental health in order. Um, I had recently taken this position about a year ago and I didn't realize that the racist office politics were going to be so overwhelming for me that it was just going to spike my anxiety. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't drinking water. I was stressed. I was overspending and I was just off balance. My whole body was off balance. So my doctor put me on medical leave and I've been doing all the things that make me happy like podcasting, DJing. And continuing to look for clients for my digital marketing company. Okay, so right now my only income is DJing, the checks I get from the leave, and a few other things. 
so I put my money aside for February rent away and once that was paid I didn't have much left so I went to the grocery store and spent what was not much left on the groceries and that was that now I wasn't worried because I had more income coming in a couple days later but it was a very humbling experience I am trusting in the universe money will come soon I've been saying all of 2018 that I wanted to change my spending habits and this is just God or the universe making it happen faster for me. So 2019 is a year that my debt is paid off and I do the things that I love doing every single day. But some of us need to change our mentality on money, right? Like most of us do. Money only stays in the African-American community for six hours compared to the Asian community where a dollar circulates for 30 days. I know for me growing up, I heard broke or we have nothing a lot. Some of us plan on how we're going to spend our money before our checks even hit the bank account. And that is me. And some of us are so scared to spend our money because of the scarcity mindset. So we hold on to our checks and do nothing. In order to change our mindset on money, you have to change your practices. Open multiple bank accounts, one for bills, food, gas, taxes, savings, emergency, fun and travel carry cash that way when you're out of money you know you're out of money let someone you know and you trust hold on to your credit cards you don't need them right now just pay off your your bills and make a budget address your emotions don't spend your emotions change your vocabulary stop saying i'm broke say i'm pre-rich but another way to change your mindset and like we've been doing every week is affirmations and so this week i wanted to do this affirmation i feel like everyone could use this before we close out in our affirmation which we will say two times and then we'll have a moment of silence i do want to give a shout out to and thank knox music and terry j for the intro music um and blush saint paul like i said if you have any questions comments or concerns please email the human journey pod at gmail.com or call 612-255-8593 and our podcast is released every thursday morning So with this affirmation, it is, I welcome large sums of money into my life regularly now. I welcome large sums of money into my life regularly now. And that wraps up episode three, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you guys next week on Valentine's Day. Do not, do not, do not feel bad if you don't have a date. Um, I hope you get one if you are looking for one. And I hope you get rid of the one you don't want. (laughs) But I really appreciate you guys for coming back and listening. Um, Have a great week and the journey continues. Look at all the paths that I chose. Look at how I rose. Slam, slam, dunk like D-Rose. Slam it on my foes. I put one foot up up on the moon. Ah, Next step coming soon. Ah, Magic in their face. The journey continues. Ah, Journey continues. Journey continues. Ah, Journey continues. Journey continues. Ah, Journey continues.